They call him the Teflon Cardinal in Los Angeles because their Cardinal, Roger Mahoney, who built Our Lady of Self-Storage down there, the the huge new cathedral. I don't know if you've seen the new Across cathedral. Across the street from the Mickey Mouse uh, uh, Stadium, right? Uh, the uh, concert hall. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. The Mickey Mouse concert, which may be the most beautiful building I have seen in ever so long, by my taste, certainly. It certainly beats Our Lady of Self-Storage. Cardinal Mahoney, soon to retire. You know, and they've already got his crypt below. I've been in the crypt section of uh, the Church of Los Angeles. There is already a Mahoney crypt Scary. waiting for him. Scary. I think with what's going down, he might just want to get in there sooner rather than later. So he can continue to roll. roll. <laughs> he, ha- he has now joined his mea culpa to the mounting stack of apologies from the Pope on the failure to protect children and teens from known sexual abusers in the priesthood. His comments came in response to a release of a deposition he gave this February. See, that's been his downfall, is that people actually ask him questions where he has to tell the truth, uh, in which um, brought by some of the 23 victims of the defrocked priest Michael Baker. Baker's now in prison serving a 10-year term for molesting two children. In the deposition, Mahoney says Baker told him the boys were not from the parish and had returned to Mexico. Mahoney said he didn't call the police, didn't ask his staff to search for the boys, and didn't alert parishioners to the abuse because no victims came forward. So if if somebody's been shot, been killed, right? But because the dead man doesn't come forward to complain, why should you talk about the guy with a smoking gun in his hand or whatever is smoking in his hand? Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. Does he go on? Yeah. So. Okay. Oh, oh, yes. Mahoney said he believed Baker would uh, not reoffend because he had confessed on his own and seemed sincere about seeking treatment. That means one of two things. He is completely naive that Roger Mahoney has no idea about anything that's got to do with the body, the id, if such a thing exists, or he's just plain lying. I don't know. I, I think it's you know these people live such. Uh, such strange and isolated lives, and yet they dictate on uh, for everybody else. I mean, how can they know? How can they know? Okay, now we've been we've been talking the last couple of days about how Republicans apologize without apologizing, or people apologize yes. without apologizing. Well, Mahoney's put a whole nother you know book on the shelf. Okay. He says, the challenge is trying to look at 1986 through the lenses of 2010, because we have developed over the years all kinds of policies and procedures where we were very much aware of it, of what needs to be done, how it's done, how quickly it's done. He said in the deposition, oh, my God, it's impossible to talk about 1986 without understanding all that has gone on since and look back. I just can't do that. Hey, Cardinal, what about 1956? Hey, hey, Cardinal, Cardinal, what about that divide between heaven and hell? Caramba! If I drove this car in my country, I'd be kidnapped. Caramba! I want a car that smells like me. I'm not in a simple man. I do not need in a simple car. Caramba! I love to drink in the lush wine-filled interior. Like the way the doors lock, I will be buried in this car. Caramba! I love this car. I hate this music. From General Motors, the people who gave you the luxury car and recalled it. How much oil can an oil gusher gush as an oil gusher gushes all that oil? 
Well, the gray lady says a government panel has released yet another estimate of the amount of oil flowing from BP's damage well, declaring that as much as 60,000 barrels a day could be spewing into the Gulf of Mexico. That's roughly 2.5 million gallons of oil a day, and it means an amount equal to the Exxon Valdez spill could be gushing from the well about every four days. Well, this is really an upset. Remember, we talked about having the Exxon Valdez holiday every 6.4 days because that's how long they thought it would take to get this going now it's every four days we can have the exxon valdez holiday and take a day off and consume no oil this is bad stuff but how about this little factoid all of the oil that has gushed into the gulf of mexico put together would keep america running for four hours The flow was already categorized as the largest offshore spill, certainly uh, in the nation's history, but the new figures sharply increased previous estimates. Scientists uh, had estimated that the flow rate ranged from 35,000 to 60,000 barrels a day. That's quite a spread. Up from the rate they issued only last week, which is 25,000 to 30,000. What was it that made them double their estimates? Did they go off their meds or did they go on their meds? It continues a pattern in which every new estimate of the flow rate has been dramatically higher than the one before. Well, With BP capturing roughly 15,000 barrels a day, that's what they say they're capturing. Of course, that's before Kevin Costner and his brother, the Mighty Mice, come to their rescue. The new estimates suggest that as much as 45,000 barrels a day is escaping into the Gulf. The latest estimate reflects a possible increase in the flow rate that occurred after BP cut an underwater pipe called a riser on June 3rd to install a new device to capture part of the oil. We're going to let more oil out so we can get more oil later on. Well, what are you going to do? It's based on new information, including high-resolution video made after the riser cut and on pressure readings taken by a device that was... Um, inserted this week into the equipment at the seafloor. Energy Secretary Stephen Chu, he's a Nobel Prize winning scientist, but obviously not a Nobel Prize winning oil stopper or oil team putter together, right? He had that homophobe as one of the gang of five he sent down there to solve things. And we haven't heard about them hydrogen bomb scientists since, have we? Well, he, he, Stephen Chu, was personally involved in using those pressure readings to help make the latest calculation. What, they brought the readings in? Did they bring the equipment in? Did they just turn on CNN and let him watch it gush? And he could just, with his Nobel laureate mind, kind of guess, kind of the, it's the Chu factor. Chew on this, America! This estimate brings together several scientific methodologies and the latest information from the seafloor and represents a significant step forward in our effort to put a number on the oil that is escaping from BP's well, Chu said in a statement. Once he gets a number on it, he can go back to sleep. As we continue to collect additional data and refine these estimates, it's important to realize that the numbers can change. Can we also change the Secretary of the Energy? Of Energy? Well, there's a change. There's a stat we could look for. The numbers came on a day when BP's ill-fated relief efforts... Uh, ill-fated, I love that. Ill-fated relief efforts to stop the damage well hit yet another snag, underscoring once again the fragility of the containment effort. Lightning struck the vessel that had been collecting the oil from the well. Now, if I'm a fundamental Christian, I'm going to see that as finger of God. I mean, maybe not the same figure that blew up that, that statue of Christ in Ohio, but basically this is a judgment, and it suspended operations for nearly five hours. 
Ooh, boy, sorry to hear about that. BP said in a statement that the fire, which started after lightning struck the derrick, the familiar-looking tower used to, uh, you know, to lift uh, all that piping, uh, was quickly extinguished, and there were no injuries, but as a precaution, the containment operation was shut down for another five hours. And on and on, and it's gushing as I speak. Well, as above, so below, Dave. You know, it begins, it must end. So for this edition of Radio Free Oz, and we gonna we going to put some tang on the bottom. Here's a little tang. This has a lot of tang to it. This is Lee Ho, who's one of the most famous of these tang poets, I guess one of the most prolific. And this is a kind of picture that we haven't had before in a poem. This is a beautiful girl mm. combing her hair. Wow. Awake at dawn... She's dreaming by the cool silk curtains. Fragrance of spilling hair, half sandalwood, half aloes. Windless creaking at the well, singing jade. The lotus blossom wakes, refreshed, her mirror two phoenixes, a pool of autumn light. Standing on the ivory bed, loosening her hair, watching the mirror. One long coil, aromatic silk, a cloud down to the floor. Drop the jade comb, no sound. Delicate fingers pushing the coils into place, color of raven feathers. Shining, blue-black stuff, the jeweled comb will hardly hold it. Spring wind makes me restless. Her slovenly beauty upsets me. Eighteen, and her hair's so thick she wears herself out fixing it. She's finished now. The whole arrangement in place. I think I dated her once. I think it was a thousand years ago. It certainly felt like it. Hey, Radio Free Oz on RadioFreeOz.com. The Oz team, you're listening to Peter Bergman, your host, and David Osmond, co-host. John Cummings keeps the ones and zeros coming. Phil Fountain makes it pretty. Tom Gedwell keeps us on the web. Chaz Glass, he gives us the numbers. Maloney, he records the sound. McIntyre produces the whole schmageggy. And Scott Wilde tells us all about what's happening out there in the wonderful world of social media. We're with you again tomorrow, and you can take that to the bank. 